Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing, and for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening, am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. Well, here we are at the start of a new week. It's Monday, October 30th. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. We'll start today's program with breaking news from the Middle East. The second phase of Israel's war in Gaza has begun. Israeli forces are actively engaged in ground combat, having expanded their operations significantly over the weekend. Casualties are reported on both sides. Later in the episode, regional tensions are on the rise as Iranian proxies retaliate against U.S. airstrikes, launching a drone attack in western Iraq. Plus, there are mounting concerns in the international community after Turkey's President Erdogan issues a stern warning to Israel, where he expressed support for Hamas and hinted at potential military intervention. Yes, that's correct. Erdogan referred to the Hamas terrorists as freedom fighters. Apparently, in Erdogan's world, the slaughter of men, women, elderly, children, and babies, it doesn't qualify you as a terrorist. Finally, in today's Back of the Brief, we turn our attention to the U.S. domestic front, where over 7,000 pro-Palestinian protesters took over the Brooklyn Bridge this weekend, advocating for the elimination of the Jewish state by, quote, any means. Apparently, anti-Semitism is the new drink of choice for the self-righteous protest mob now. But first, our PDB Spotlight. The Israeli Defense Force's long-anticipated ground offensive into Gaza has begun, although not with the all-out invasion that was first envisioned by pundits in the media. Clashes are currently ongoing across the northern Gaza Strip, where local Hamas fighters are in direct combat with IDF armored vehicles and infantry units. This latest surge in hostilities began on Friday, nearly three weeks since Hamas terrorists initially rampaged across southern Israel, committing acts of murder, rape, torture against civilians, including children and babies, as well as taking over 200 hostages. Over the weekend, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu marked the start of this new phase of the conflict, labeling it Israel's, quote, second war for independence. He emphasized the twofold agenda of this offensive. Firstly, to incapacitate both the military and governing capacities of Hamas, and secondly, to bring the hostages back home. 
The IDF is keeping many of the details of the new offensive guarded, as you could imagine, but they have shared videos and images showcasing tanks firing from Gaza's northern coastline. This evidence suggests that the IDF has already made substantial inroads, potentially advancing nearly two miles into Palestinian territory. Now, in addition to the ground offensive, its air offensive over Gaza has also intensified. A key focus of Israel's military efforts so far in Gaza has been targeting Hamas's intricate tunnel system and other underground facilities. A spokesman for the IDF confirmed that fighter jets targeted 150 underground sites in the northern Gaza Strip. These strikes successfully neutralized Hamas tunnels, combat areas, and other strategic underground setups, inflicting losses on the militant group. With this new phase of the conflict beginning, we're likely to see, of course, casualties mount on both sides. As a matter of fact, the Israeli military reported its first combat injuries from inside Gaza. Two of its personnel, an officer and a soldier, sustained injuries during the operations in the northern region. While the officer's condition is critical due to a mortar shell injury, the soldier's wounds are moderate, having encountered Hamas militants in direct combat. Hamas, in response to the invasion, released a defiant statement asserting that neither Netanyahu nor his army would secure any form of military triumph. The Hamas-run Gaza Health Ministry has stated that the death toll in Gaza now stands at approximately 8,000. As always, it's crucial to approach this number with caution. Even the White House has voiced skepticism, indicating that the reported death figures by Hamas might be inflated. That's a diplomatic way of putting it, and there's no clarity at this point on how many of those claimed fatalities include the targeted Hamas fighters. Since the beginning of this conflict, shortly after the 7 October Hamas attacks, IDF personnel and the Israeli government have repeatedly stated that their response to the attacks will be at a time, place, and manner of their choosing, and that their response will take time, noting that this effort to degrade and destroy Hamas won't be a days-long operation. It will likely take weeks or months. Now, moving through northern Gaza, targeting Hamas infrastructure, tunnel networks, bomb-making factories, and command and control facilities, all while attempting to locate and rescue hostages and minimize civilian casualties, it's the most complex urban combat the IDF has seen. And they're facing Hamas fighters who, over the past few years, have been increasingly trained and supplied by Iran's Revolutionary Guard. The IDF faces an enemy that has home court advantage, with limitless fighting positions within the urban environment, the ability to deploy, with Iran's expert guidance, a vast array of IEDs and booby traps, better and larger amounts of ammunition, including armor-piercing rounds, and the willingness of Hamas to use Palestinian civilians as human shields. Hamas understands fully that the higher the civilian death toll, the louder the world's condemnation of Israel, and they use the Palestinian civilians for that purpose. All right, coming up after the break, Iranian proxies retaliate against U.S. airstrikes in Syria with a drone attack in western Iraq. And Turkey's president sends a chilling message to Israel, voicing support for what he termed Hamas's freedom fighters. I'll be right back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, once again, Pure Talk is investing in their customers out of their own pocket. 
without charging an extra penny. Now, you've heard me talk about Pure Talk before, right? How they provide excellent coverage and service with industry-beating rates. And now, I'm happy to announce that Pure Talk is also providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. Look, that's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Bring your phone, and Pure Talk's eSIM technology makes switching so simple. Or you can get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch to the cell phone company that I know will provide you with outstanding service and value, Pure Talk. Just go to puretalk.com baker, that's B-A-K-E-R, just like you imagined, to start saving today. And when you do, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, visit puretalk.com baker to start saving on wireless at home and abroad. Hey, Mike Baker here. Did you know that a recent survey found that 7 in 10 parents get an average of 3 hours of sleep a night in their baby's first year? I don't know. That sounds like, like a lot more sleep than we got during our baby's first year. Mothers, you deserve quality sleep. And here's how you can make that happen. Cozy Earth. Discover the secret to better sleep with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products. And now here's an exclusive Mother's Day. Don't forget Mother's Day is coming up. It's a Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use code PDB for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Cozy Earth bedding products are crafted with temperature-regulating technology. It's adapting to your body's needs through all phases of motherhood. They use only the very best fabrics, materials, and weaves, offering superior softness that invites you to sink into a world of comfort. We use these sheets of the Baker compound, and I am telling you, they are terrific. And Cozy Earth stands by the quality and longevity of its products. Enjoy a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty on all purchases. That's a 10-year warranty. Built to last through the hardest days and the longest nights of motherhood. Incorporating Cozy Earth products into your self-care routine can enhance sleep quality and overall wellness. This Mother's Day, treat your mom to the luxury, come on, she deserves with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code PDB for 35% off. After placing your order, select Podcast in the survey and then select PDB in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome back to the President's Daily Brief. Tensions between the U.S. and Iranian-backed militias escalated sharply over the past several days. Following a series of U.S. airstrikes on facilities associated with Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and its proxies in Syria, the groups retaliated in short order. In a counterstrike against U.S. forces, they deployed an attack drone aimed at troops stationed in western Iraq. Now, American air defenses were quick to respond, successfully intercepting and neutralizing the drone miles from its target. No casualties or infrastructure damage have been reported. Furthermore, on the same day, rockets were launched at U.S. troops in northern Syria, but they landed well away from U.S. personnel. Now, these latest attacks were a response to Thursday's targeted strikes by U.S. aircraft against Iranian proxies in Syria. Employing two U.S. Air Force F-16s, they zeroed in on two facilities near Abu Kamal, a town that's nestled in the far eastern part of Syria, right by the Iraq border. A military official revealed that one of these locations was a weapon storage area, and the other was primarily used for ammunition storage. Both facilities had ties to militias aligned with Iran. 
As we've reported previously on the PDB, this was all set in motion by a series of attacks by Iranian-backed militias. These groups are believed to be behind over a dozen rocket and drone attacks on American forces in both Iraq and Syria, and the attacks left dozens of U.S. service members injured. Following the U.S. airstrikes, the Biden White House stated that the strikes proved that the U.S. would do what was necessary to protect American troops overseas. Now, the fact that Iran responded almost immediately with another attack on U.S. facilities is an indication that, at least in the minds of the Iranian regime's leaders and the IRGC, the U.S. response wasn't sufficient to be considered a deterrent. It's worth pointing out that Iran's targeting of U.S. personnel and facilities didn't just start following the 7 October Hamas attacks. They've been at it for some time. And of course, during the U.S. military's time in Iraq, Iran was responsible for countless IED attacks that injured and killed many U.S. military personnel. So the question is, if Iran continues its provocation, using its proxies to continue targeting U.S. soldiers and facilities, what is the Biden White House willing to do in order to actually establish a policy of deterrence? Now, of course, there's growing concern about widening the conflict, but not responding in an appropriate manner to continued attacks only emboldens the Iranian regime to continue pursuing their goal, which, as we've discussed here before, and the regime has stated many times, and is in the Hamas charter, is the destruction of Israel. Look, Iran doesn't want peace in the region. If there's peace, if there's normalization of relations between the Saudis and Israel, and with other Arab nations, that by definition means that Israel exists, and their existence is accepted. And that is unacceptable, according to the Iranian regime. Now, while Israel is fighting Hamas on the ground, it's also fighting a diplomatic war, as it faces condemnation from international organizations like the UN, as well as from countries across the Middle East. I want to focus in on Turkey, because Turkey occupies an important position on the world stage, straddling the West and the East, and let's not forget that Turkey is a member of NATO. Tensions between Israel and Turkey have reached a new high. During a massive rally in Istanbul, marking Turkey's 100th anniversary, President Erdogan announced preparations to label Israel as a, quote, war criminal due to its actions in Gaza. In his hour-long speech, Erdogan stressed his stance that Hamas isn't a terrorist organization and branding Israel as an occupier. He also placed blame on Western countries for the casualties in Gaza accusing them of not halting Israeli attacks. Erdogan stated, quote, Israel, we are preparing to declare you as a war criminal to the world. Now, as a direct result of Erdogan's rhetoric, Israel announced its decision to withdraw its diplomats from Turkey, stating that they're going to reassess their relationship. Yeah, no doubt. This decision is significant, especially considering the two nations had only recently moved to thaw their IC relationship. Just last year, they mutually agreed to reappoint ambassadors after a 10-year-long diplomatic freeze. President Erdogan's backing of Hamas has become louder over time. Though his initial comments on the Israel-Hamas conflict after the attacks were reserved, urging both sides to seek peace, his current rhetoric strongly supports Hamas. It's important to highlight that Turkey views Hamas as a legitimate political entity, especially after its 
victory in the Palestinian legislative elections in 2006. One can argue about how fair those elections were. High-ranking Hamas officials have been welcomed in Turkey on numerous occasions, decisions which have often drawn criticism from Israel and much of the West. Now, there's no word yet from Erdogan as to whether he's also reassessed his opinion of the PKK. Perhaps he'll label them as freedom fighters as well. Finally, in today's back of the brief, thousands of pro-Palestinian protesters occupy the Brooklyn Bridge, calling for an end to the state of Israel. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, we made it through winter. Look at that. And spring, well, it's in full bloom, which of course means summer is just around the corner. You see how I figured that out? And that means more time spent outdoors. Not to mention, you got to get into summer shape, huh? Factor can help you spend less time in the kitchen and make sure you're eating well and meeting your wellness goals. Factor's no prep, no mess meals save time and help with getting and keeping you in great shape for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Seriously, it's going to be beach time soon. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking or cleaning up. Factor is part of our meal routine at the Baker Compound. And I can tell you, food is delicious and it's a complete time saver. Head to factormeals.com slash PDB50, that's five zero, and use code PDB50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code PDB50 at factormeals.com slash PDB50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome back. Over the weekend, New York City witnessed a very large pro-Palestinian protest, and that's the subject of today's Back of the Brief. The rally drew about 7,000 demonstrators, and organizers dubbed it, quote, Flood Brooklyn for Gaza. Hmm. That choice of name is interesting. You might remember that the Hamas operation, which resulted in the deaths of 1,400 individuals in southern Israel, bore the name... Operation Al-Aqsa Flood. Now, the rally began in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. For those of you who aren't from New York City, Crown Heights has a sizable Orthodox Jewish community. I'm sure 
that was just a coincidence that protest organizers decided to start the rally within that community. As the evening set in, around 6 p.m., the protesters made their way to the Brooklyn Bridge, halting Manhattan-bound traffic. Some demonstrators climbed metal barriers and proudly banished Palestinian flags and an assortment of banners. Now, some of those banners had slogans like, uh, From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which I suspect you already know is a way of calling for Israel's destruction. Another subtle banner, carried by protesters, read, F. Israel, Justice Palestine. They didn't just have the letter F there. I, I just cleaned it up a little bit. And in case passerbys were confused over the protests' anti-Semitic bona fides, one particularly large banner declared, by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. Look, we've discussed this aspect of the Israel-Hamas conflict before. It was inevitable because it's always the narrative that shortly after the brutal 7 October murder spree by Hamas, condemnation of Israel would become the order of the day, particularly by the international media, of course, the well-oiled Iranian and Hamas propaganda machines, and all the self-righteous, useful idiots who can't resist a good protest. Now, I suspect, maybe I'm cynical, that many of those folks pumped up with their righteousness over the weekend at the protest couldn't find Gaza on a map if you opened an atlas to the page marked Gaza and circled Gaza with a sharpie, much less explain the intricacies of the conflict beyond their college freshman class talking points of occupier and colonizer. It might be worth them taking a bit of time to study Hamas's treatment of their own people, their corruption and misuse of funds intended for actually improving Palestinian lives, maybe the Arab world's lack of interest in bettering the plight of Palestinians, and Iran's support of terrorism throughout the region to realize their goal of removing the Jewish state forever. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Monday, 30 October. If you have any questions or comments, reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. You've heard it said, and it's true. Time is our most precious commodity. And the question is, how can you spend it wisely to improve yourself and the people around you? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you about a great way to continue the lifelong process of learning, and that's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church, with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. Correct, I did say free. As an example, sign up for Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution. Now, in this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it's been undermined for more than a century by progressivism and liberalism. The course is self-paced, so you can start whenever and wherever. Enroll now in Constitution 101. Our country needs more Americans who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedom of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and unaccountable government. Go right now to hillsdale.edu pdb to enroll 
There's no cost, and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash pdb to register.